Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, this is the Love Inside Podcast, and this is the episode I think that's going to probably get the most traction, G, as I am joined by Giannina, and I am Matt Money Smith, if you have not checked in with us before, but chances are you have, because we've been uh, down quite the road as we recap the Love is Blind experiment series production that you can watch on Netflix, the most popular show in the world uh, right now as we are recording this, G, but uh, we decided to call this Sexico. And very rightly so. Yes, exactly. You are, I, I would say if there was, well, I don't know, uh, between you and Amber, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out who the poster child of Sexico would be, but we're going to go with you because you're sitting here with us right now and you oh. can get into it. So let's start with um, the timeline. Mm-hmm. You're in the pods for nine days. For nine days. You show up in Mexico on day 10, day 11, like day 12. Day 12. Okay. I think we were in the pods for 10 days total. Since nine days, we were like together, like potting and potting. And then potting. on the 10th day, it's a verb. <laughs> it we're is. Potting. Trademark it. Uh, on the 10th day, I think is when we actually saw each other, but we were only there for like half a day and then boom, out. And then on the 12th day, on the 12th day, <laughs> we flew out to on Mexico. On the 12th day, Love is Blind, you had sex with Damien. Actually, it was like the 13th. All right, 13th. Yeah. Um, so there's let's let's obviously start with the 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 sex that you're most familiar with mm-hmm. yours. Mine. Um, <laughs> he seemed genuinely surprised by it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> had, was that something you were thinking about all the, the time? Po- all the time in the all pods, the mm-hmm. just like this is how this is going to go. Did you? Know, but you didn't know you were going to Mexico. No, I didn't know I was going to Mexico, but I knew that I was going to have sex with him once. As I soon as <laughs> as soon as you had some time alone together. Um, well, I wanted to feel it out, right? I, I'm not, you know, I'm not this like 12 year old. I know that a big part of a relationship is that sexual chemistry. And so I, part of me wanted to have sex with him so that I knew like whether we vibed and, you know, if this was going to be a fun relationship or not. And, um, I think, yeah, that's pretty much why I want to have sex with him. And then the, obviously it was because I was super attracted, 
but I um I was very like demure, you know. I don't I don't go around asking like, so what's your favorite position and like what do you like to do in bed? But you know, I would I would ask questions of like you know, how would you treat me? In the pods. Mm-hmm. Like in intimate situations. Just Damien or multiple guys you um, have this conversation with? Just with Damien and Taylor, since they were my top two. Right. Um, and then from there I was like, okay, I like the way that, you know, Damien is so respectful and he's a gentleman and little does he know I'm a freak in the sheets, but <laughs> <laughs> so, he had no idea. No, he thought, you know, I was, he was very respectful all the time. I'm not going to do anything you don't want to do. And I was like, well, I, I really want to. Um, and he wasn't expecting that from me because maybe he'll tell you, you know, he thought I was just like this sweet, like innocent girl and. Again, you don't really right. know. What you're he did say though that to. he knew there was like that fiery Latina side. Yes, that he he recognized that. But then you were super sweet, so that's where that came out. Yeah, I guess, a little bit of everything. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Um, when when you mentioned it to him, we saw his genuine reaction seemed to be one of surprise. Do you think he was genuinely surprised that it was going to happen that quick? Oh yeah. <laughs> so you had not had any conversations with him like on the flight because you got to fly. What's the flight? Yeah. Five hours to get down there or something? Five hour flight. But you know, neither of us was like, oh, let's join the Mile High Club or right. anything. We were just getting to know each other, holding hands, like kissing. Nothing like. No discussion about how are we going to deal with the room and nope. sleeping in the same bed like yep. none of that was brought up i mean it was just like okay well i hope we have the same room i want to cuddle with you like i want you know like, i love how big you are like your arms and guys get your head out of the gutter um <laughs> <laughs> so that was just yeah that was a, a very just normal conversation like oh like i hope we got a room together i don't want to be apart from you i finally get to see you i finally get to touch you and smell you like let's just spend every moment together and we were both kind of like side-eyeing each other like hmm I wonder when we'll be able to right. have alone time. What uh, What about with the other girls? When you guys knew you were getting out of there, did you guys have talk- conversations about that with Amber, <laughs> or with with Lauren? The girls are very uh, open about like oh like well I would say I hope he like picks me up and tosses me across the room you know like that's what I'm looking for and um, Amber was just very open about you know that she's just like this wild free spirit and like can't wait to tear Barnett's clothes off and so I think we're all just like like having fun and having just girl talk and maybe we're a little bit more like raunchy than the guys were (laughs) right I think well and and I think the most surprising not that it's not surprising that that you were but I I think it's Lauren is with with because just can't I think it's probably because of the personality Uh and the demeanor of Cameron Uh the idea that that Lauren's just going to attack him yeah and that's kind of what it it sounded like was sort of the their relationship worked out that way is that accurate (sighs) I, I, I don't Not know. Not that you know, but I have no idea. just in talking to Lauren and the way. Um, I think that they definitely match each other in how they like to talk about their private life. And I think they're both very satisfied. <laughs> right. And then what about Ken? What do you think happened with Kenny and Kelly? We're all trying to figure that right. out. So as far as I know, and she talked about it publicly, is Kelly was 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 never able to reach climax So I think that was a big part of their relationship. And I think there was a lot of pressure put on that um, one act and probably she didn't give him a chance to do so. Uh, Well, no, that's not fair because they were able to do a lot of things other than have sex. You can reach. So you don't think they did because we're all trying to figure that out. When you watch the way that conversation went in the Sexico episode. Uh huh. Kenny basically says, I, I, did, I couldn't go for a run in the morning the way, you know, and, and then Mark, the interesting thing is Mark then comes on and says, man, everybody had sex but me. Yeah. I'm the only oh. guy that got left out. Yeah, you're right. So it's, 
as far as all the girls knew, Kelly had not had sex with Kenny. Kenny and Kelly had not had sex. Right. Since till the wedding. To this day, they had never had sex. So I don't know if it's like a, a guy talk or he's like, oh, yeah, I wasn't able to, to walk. Well, it's because she gave you like a, you know, good handy. Like, I don't know like what's going on there. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I. Be a hell of a handy. <laughs> you can't go for a run. <laughs> <I'm just> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't want to picture it. No, no, no. I don't want that image in my head. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I'm. I'm a firm believer that they haven't had sex, but there's a lot of speculation out there. Maybe they did. I'm not. I'm not in their bedroom. What about uh, that little round table that you had? That you could sort of feel the awkwardness of Jessica involved in that conversation yeah. with all of you. What was that like to be in the middle of that? Right. Well, I mean, everyone can you know explore each other at their own pace. I hadn't had sex in like a year at that point so and I was open with my girls about it um because it was something that I didn't know whether I should tell Damien or not and whether that was going to affect your relationship so in the pods they were able to say like yeah tell him like what's the big deal I'm like you're right there's no, there's no what were you afraid of you were afraid of what I don't know maybe he would think I was like a prude or you know someone that just like wasn't you know like into sex and it's just like well that's not me i can't speak for all guys but if someone tells you that they haven't had sex for a year and a half and you're the one they want to have sex with that's totally fine uh, that's not gonna right. be an issue at all for the majority well, I mean, I'm of not guys a guy, so. that, uh, <laughs> it's a good sign hey girlfriends it's me carol fisher i'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of the girlfriends in season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So... Like I said, there's one outlier in this group. And right. It's Mark and Jessica. How how much interaction are you having with them after they're, you guys are all reintroduced to one another? So I think Mark and Jessica were the couple that we were closest to. Um, not necessarily in Mexico because we all had you know our own um, adventures and dates and things like that. But uh, in the apartments, we were both very close with each other. Right. Um, Did you think it wasn't going to work? Because here's that that's kind of what's you know when you're in Mexico you're doing great and Lauren and Cameron are doing great and and obviously Amber and, and Barnett are doing great Kelly's you know it seems like she's just being honest like mm-hmm. hey we're we're going step by step and then Jessica was the only one that was like don't know well because maybe she just wasn't attracted to him that's kind of what I'm getting at you know and so it's like if you're attracted to the person you have sex with them. If you're engaged. Physically. Hopefully. Yeah. Right. If you're physically attracted to the person, right. you know, that's just, we're humans. We want to procreate. We want to have sex with each other and we're going to get married. We need to know if the deed is good. Um, but I think that because she wasn't physically attracted to him, she was like, I have no desire to have sex with you. And I think she was pretty honest with that. In terms of, uh, in terms of the other girls though, mm-hmm. um, I guess let's get to Kelly then mm-hmm. and kind of, did you ever have any extended conversations with her? about kind of her struggles and what she was, you you did. Yeah, yeah. So she opened up to me um, like later on, like around our our bachelorette. um, And, you know, she told me she was having a hard time just kind of getting physical with Kenny because there was this thing in her past that she wasn't able to to ever achieve with any other male partner. Um, And, you know, I think that, let me just talk candidly here when you are having sex and you are putting so much pressure on like oh my god i need i need an orgasm i need an orgasm you just don't right like you are just so focused on it that like your head is is in that mindset and you just can't have an orgasm because you're focusing on it but as long as like you relax and you just put your mind off of it and you like enjoy the moment then I think you figure out that you can so I'm not Kelly I'm not going to speak for her I don't know how her body works you know we all have our different spots here and there um, but I think that there was just a lot of pressure based off of you know a, her her past that she wasn't able to let Kenny in in that way for um you know, you were talking about, oh, I don't want to think I was a prude, but I guess I'm, you know, I also don't want people listening to think like, wow, these people are just having sex all over the place. Kind right. of share with the, you know, we said it, we've used the word before, just the expedited process of a relationship. Did you feel like you waited a long time to have sex with Damien because of 
how much you had shared with him emotionally and yet there had not been this sort of consummation of the relationship with you know with the physical act itself Mm -hmm. did it feel weird that you had not had sex yet even though you got to know him so well and connected with him emotionally well it, it let me kind of rephrase that so it was it was weird that i hadn't touched him period right you know so the fact that you know we hadn't had sex yet like i'm i'm a very like let's get to know each other then i'll allow you into you know the temple that is my body um and that's just kind of how i operate but the fact that we hadn't touched we hadn't seen each other's faces like that was weird as hell um and then once i saw him and i was like okay i'm into you then i was just like there's no time to waste we're engaged we love each other obviously let's just you know like really consummate the relationship where it's like yep we're together and then was that all mex was mexico just one giant sex fest (laughs) (laughs) i can see how 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 people would see that Yeah, because all we got was really an episode and a half and that's what it seemed like yeah i mean well we did a lot of things you know we we went on trips and we went on helicopters and boats and things like that but i think everyone was just looking forward to seeing their partner and yeah having sex with them because that's just i mean that's like part of the fun of being in a relationship like oh yeah i can booty call you whenever i want hubby you know like you you don't want to i don't care let's come here so it's just yeah we were all just super excited to like touch each other and like kiss each other and just like be all over each other it was a pre-honeymoon 100 percent, and that's what you do on your honeymoon you just have sex well and i and i bring (laughs) it up because you also you still didn't have any of your uh, connected devices, right? You, yeah. When you're in Mexico, mm-hmm. you still don't have all the distractions that would maybe keep you out of bed or keep you from engaging with right. one another. Yep. Um, all we had to do is just stare in each other's eyes. That's, that's really, really it. it. And a couple adventures. Yeah, a couple adventures, a couple of like telescopes, you know, but it was just, yeah, like truly being intoxicated with each other and just like, forming this physical relationship after such an emotional connection and it was just like is this the full package like so it was very much a physical experience in every sense of the word was it um i'm trying to think of how to phrase this without sounding super creepy (laughs) was it better because you are more immersed with the person Mm -hmm. with the individual and you Mm -hmm. don't you know, when you're in the, I mean, like I think any, most, most people listening can relate to the fact when you're in the middle of it, sometimes your phone buzzes mm-hmm. and you hear it mm-hmm. and you get distracted while you should be completely focused on your partner. Mm-hmm. Did you sense that it was a lot better in that environment mm-hmm. when you don't have the phone that's mm-hmm. sitting right in front of you buzzing all the time? 150,000%. So has it changed the way you kind of maybe think about those moments now will you do you just power your phone down and throw it away or i don't you know i should but i don't and that's when it's just like and and damien does a really good job of of just like you know putting me in that mindset where it's like throw away your phone turn off the lights like you're mine and it's good because i'm you know i can think about a million things at the you know all the time and so i would highly suggest to just kind of you know, if you're really going to connect with a person on such an intimate level, like make sure you're all there. And, you know, we all struggle with it. I still struggle with it. But going back to that time, it's like, wow, I was just like, you know, enveloped by you and our, you know, our 
our beach and our hotel room and I wasn't thinking about anything but you at that time and that was just really nice and I, and I bring it up because I think to the apartments mm-hmm. when you have that moment with Damien mm-hmm. and you basically say are you satisfied because I'm not do you mm-hmm. think that's more less physical was it less physical and more Emotional. the world around you had changed mm-hmm. and you wanted to try to get back to what you had had prior to coming back and reintroducing all these other things into your life yeah I think that's a great question um I, I wouldn't doubt that that's that external factors like being back at my job and you know being connected back to the real world did affect my sex life with him and then also you know I was trying to figure out like is this you know is this is this the way that like you're it was just kind of getting into the rhythm of things um and again maybe not having sex for a year affected that too I don't know uh but there was definitely a lot of noise that was affecting my sex life. And that's also why I wanted to talk to Damien about it because I was like, I know it can be great. We know it can be great. And you think it's fantastic. And I know that it can be fantastic too, but there's something that's blocking me. So like, what is it? Please help me. Cause I love you and I love us and I love the way you feel. And so let's just kind of figure this out. Um, and he knew that, you know, deep down, which I also think is why he was able to just kind of, pick that up and less as an insult and more as a constructive thing and something that really meant a lot to me because he knew you know he knew how we both were it's just I was going through some (laughs) okay what about the other couples when you saw them and you think about yeah look I'm not saying that you visualized them engaging but were you like that's that doesn't match and that matches and that (laughs) I can see was there anyone that you were like yeah I can totally see them getting after it or I don't know if they're going to connect physically um, you know, I, I've seen so many different types of couples just kind of like, oh, I just mean knowing their personalities, yeah, knowing like their, knowing oh, who knowing they were and then seeing them physically together. Did you think that like, well, I definitely, you know, kind of pictured everyone like Barbie and Ken, you know, right. I was like, you don't have any parts. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's nothing going on down there. Right. Obviously there is, but I, you know, I was just thinking, well, Amber and Barnett, easy to picture, right. you know, easy. like, all right, they're, they're going at it in the pod kind of thing. Um, but maybe like Kenny and Kelly, did you see Kenny and Kelly? I, you cause know, they both seem like very sweet. And I was going to say but I, this, like, like they would be a perfect match. Right. I was like, Oh, like that's very intimate. Really? I can like picture candles, you know, like right. in that scenario. And, um, you know, Lauren and Cameron, just like a very like, cute like let's go out to dinner and then like I'll seduce you kind of love Mark and Jessica I felt like you know she would dominate him and just kind of like whip him kind of thing see I'm thinking like <laughs> he's just knocking on the door oh uh, yeah uh, can I can I come in no no nope. get a different room <laughs> <laughs> You're not even allowed in. well now seeing it yes right. but at the, time, at the time you know it's like wow like jessica loves mark like you know, you know? i want to know like i i desperately want to see like what kind of guy is kelly into that's what i'm trying to figure out like when her sister's like what are you thinking yeah. why are you not why are you throwing this away yeah. i'm interested like kenny's how, gorgeous how bad are the guys that right. kelly is into like it, it, that's the only thing i can think of is that yeah. she's just into bad dudes bad guys that's what turns the her bad on boy. exactly yeah i could see that guys with face tattoos face tattoo you know, just i think she's you know she likes a clean guy but i don't know i think maybe it's the personality because kenny was definitely like just this super sweet gentleman and I can definitely sympathize because I couldn't, 
I was not expecting Damien to take my shoes off at night or to, you know, call me such sweet things or to come home and have like a little present waiting for me. I was just like, who the get out? Why are you so cheesy? Like, we get out of here. You know, right. I was like, I don't need that. Like, and so but that's just how he is. And those are things that I grew to love about him. But at the time, I was just like, boy, you're too much, you know, so maybe she wasn't able to really accept that part of him. Maybe? Part of that could be, too, I think, for for well though you know if you're sending all the signals you should be able to pick up on that but i think for guys you're in that courting phase and you're like yeah. and i think this is especially true of mark where he's like just don't screw this up all right <laughs> you, you, this is gonna happen yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get this thing to, to, to get fired off but <laughs> the only thing that can happen is i can screw this up so that's yeah. where i think part of that comes from yeah. is until you get that full green light you want to make sure whatever you do yeah all the guys were so respectful and right. we are such a group of lucky women that we got such, um, you know, gentlemen and and guys that really cared about our feelings more than sex. And I think that's true for every single one of the guys. Did you, um, you know, the, the most, you know, the, the one instance of it was Jessica when she put her eyes on Barnett. She was like, oh, damn. Dang. Was there anybody else that when you saw them, you were like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I honestly, so I saw all of the the guys and I was like, wow, like they're all so attractive and lovely people. But because I knew them, like really knew them, I was just like, yeah, we would never work. So I wasn't really like physically attracted to them because me, I'd always been attracted to the person over the looks. Like what I said, like a couple episodes right. ago, like my, if you look at my roster, like you won't see any correlation. It's more of like who they are as a person. So I saw him and I was like, yeah, you're hot. Like Kenny, super hot, super like bright blue eyes, like blonde hair. I'm not attracted to blondes at all. And so the fact that I thought that I was like, oh, okay, he's cute. But I wasn't like attracted to him where I was like, I need to pursue this. I just was like, no, dude, I know you. We're just friends. <laughs> right. But so he was because I'm just trying to figure out if there's because that's natural. Yeah. Right. You're attracted. Like you said, you're attracted to different type of people, but there's yeah. nothing wrong with saying, well, that's a good looking guy. Yeah. No, or they're that's... all good looking guys. I mean, Cameron, Mark, Kenny. Um, was there any other guys? Uh, Mark, Kenny, so what, there's five of them. Barnett, we already talked about. Oh, Barnett. Barnett, yeah, Barnett's like this frat dude that I was like, I've seen a couple of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a break there. Come back, uh, continue with our Sexico episode as uh, we make our way through the Love is Blind experiment. Subscribe to Love Insight on iHeartRadio or however you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.